Amen. Hey, we want to get ready to receive our offering. And if you're writing checks, you can write them out to the gathering. And there's a way to give. They'll put that up there. There's some envelopes. And um, just before Bobby comes, I I woke up this morning. No, actually, the Lord woke me up and uh, began to put some things in my heart. So I wanted to address something. But, um, you know... um, I mean, uh, this is the way I just started like this. Jude was snatching, you know, he said to snatch them out of the fire for fear of what is coming because they saw the judgments that were coming. And uh, I think this is part of this fast, this uh, Isaiah 62. I appreciate these guys leading the charge for that. And, uh, and in addition, I, we are in great trouble as a nation, and we need God more than we've ever needed Him before. And um, there are certain things that are going to happen within really about 26 days, decisions that will be made that I believe they're extinction-level events, and I'm not saying that lightly. The Lord put this in my heart. What I saw, and I think it has to do with Isaiah 62, but what I saw this morning, we were We were holding someone from walking across a crowded street with a lot of traffic. And if they keep walking, they're going to be be flattened. And so we were drawing. We were keeping them. You know, like, listen to me. Listen to me. You're heading toward destruction if you keep going this path. And, uh, you know, that's part of our goal. I think that's what Jude is all about. And... um, but here's some of the things that are going to happen in 26 days. Number one is war. We are on the verge of World War III, and there are those who are actually rooting for that to happen in our nation. They are the greatest fools that I think ever been on planet Earth because they have no idea what they're doing. No, maybe they do. And uh, but we're not spiritually ready and as a nation for war, not at all. When you uh, use drag queens to boast the uh, recruitment for the U.S. Navy. You're not ready spiritually for battle. And there are other things. We've been purposely disarmed. And uh, it's an amazing thing that's happening. The second thing is the border. I just thought about this. There's decisions that are going to be made the next couple of weeks. You know, the border, God sets the border so that those who live in those areas, those borders, will seek God and find him. And you're not to remove the ancient landmarks. They've already removed them. I saw earlier, I didn't want to see this, but um, the attorney general in Florida, they just finished some grand jury of many months, and they've discovered that this administration is not only aware, but they're actually involved in child sex trafficking. And so all of this is coming out. It's like, you know, the Lord... What did he do? He raised the skirt over her face before he brought judgment so that all the land would see why he's doing what he's doing. And so anyway, that's one thing, the border and then the economy and the debt limit and all these things and the CBDC, central bank digital currency. What a time. You almost have to pinch yourself. You mean I'm really living it an hour like this. And then there was something else. And you'll know why I had to do this. I saw this week that 
University of North Carolina, Duke and East Carolina have these gender transition, gender surgery clinics. And then I saw, it says, no one is standing up. No one is voicing any opposition. And I thought, well, we're going to voice opposition. And uh, we can't let these things go without challenging them. And UNC and East Carolina and Duke. You know, first of all, here's some things that I wrote down about what they're doing with as young as two years old and four years old, three, four, five, six. I can't imagine with my... Number one, it's anti-science. Number two, it's anti the laws of nature. Number three, it's anti-common sense. There's male and female from the beginning of time. It's anti-child. You know, a nation that allows its children to be offered to Molech, which we've done a pretty good job of with abortion. But now they want to take it a step further and bring them actually into Luciferian Satanism, sacrifice them, mutilate them in everything you can. A nation that would do that is a nation that doesn't deserve to continue. And then it's Antichrist, to say the least. And anyway, I, I just want you to know that as the church in North Carolina, because this is happening in our state, on my watch, our watch, we condemn strongly those transgender mutilation clinics. And we say no in Jesus' name. You know, I, I know Jesus did not come to condemn the world. But he came to the world that because they were condemned, because they would not believe in him. And uh, the, the wrath of God is, was present. He came to remove the wrath and give an answer. So here's a few scriptures. We're going to pray, receive the offering. With this, the offering probably went down. But anyway, who cares? Here's what it says in Isaiah 66. Because the Lord woke me up, put all this on my heart. He speaks to me. I'm going to be his messenger. It, I told Shirley, they may come for me. Well, they're coming anyway. I'd rather have stood for truth than been a mealy mouth, wimpy. Anyway, I'm going to be good. Because a lot of the church in America is woke. They're not woke. Some of them are woke in this agenda, but others are just staying quiet. If you remain quiet at this time in history, you are complicit with what the enemy's doing in this land. You might as well sign your name up anyway. Okay, Isaiah 66, the Lord said, but on this one will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. We need again an American old-fashioned trembling at the word of God. We don't tremble because I don't know how much of his word is really being declared. But then he said, just as they, the people, had chosen their own ways and their soul delights and their abominations, God said, so I will choose their delusions and bring their fears on them. Because when I cried, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not hear, but they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight. And I was thinking about Nahum and we're, in fact, I just happened to be reading in the book of Nahum. But anyway, there was, the, the, it's like they were the mistress of their sorceries. Their shepherds were sleeping. And even their families, they were offering up to sorceries. But in that same scripture, God lifted up the skirt 
so they could see their sin before he brought judgment. But what happened in Nineveh? Jonah. What did he preach? You remember Jesus talked about the preaching of Jonah. Well, what did he preach? He preached, he said, 40 days judgment is coming to Nineveh. That's what turned Nineveh. Not that God loves you and he understands and he's all-inclusive. No. 40 days and Nineveh is going to be overturned. And so at the preaching of Jonah, they heard, they repented in sackcloth and ashes. And even the king repented, right? Well, anyway, they all repented. And God spared Nineveh for that time and season. And I was just thinking, you know, Lord, if somebody would stand up in America and say 40 days, well, I'm telling you, in 26 days, there are things going to be decided that will seal the fate of this land. And if the church of Jesus Christ rises up and prays and speaks up, God will intervene. and He'll do something even greater than he's done in Nineveh. Well, you know, I guess that's all I better say. I'm going to pray for our nation. So in the midst of praying for Israel, pray for America. Not so much that he would save us. That's not the only prayer. God, have mercy on us. Forgive us. We've sinned against you. You know, the problem for Nineveh wasn't their enemies. Their problem was God. And America's greatest issue right now is with the living God. And uh, because he can turn the tie, he can scatter the enemies. But all it takes is a people turning to him. So now I've set the course for Bobby to preach. And uh, I know he's got a word this morning. I'm so appreciative to Bobby and Carolyn. They've been friends for many years. And um, I appreciate someone that's bold and courageous. He's never sought to put his finger in the wind you know, and just say, I'm going to go this way. No, he stayed the course in what God called him to speak and say and do. And I'm so grateful that he comes around here. He lives just up the mountain right over the way. And he's been here many times anyway. So we're going to receive our offerings. Is that okay, guys? Oh, yeah. It's only 11.05. You got long time. We're not in hurry around here anymore, Bobby. We figure we might as well just have a great awakening and invite the world. Either you're going to be woke or you're going to have an awakening. And we're not going the woke route. And um, many, many churches are there, but I'm telling you, we're not going there. So anyway, Lord, thank you that you wake us up. You speak to us. Thank you. We're living at a most incredible time in history. And Lord, we want to be part of a solution we want to be voices that speak up. We want to be vessels of honor in the house of the Lord. And God, we don't want to shy away. It's truth that sets the captives free. And the Lord keeps us free. You'll know the truth and the truth. And the church is the pillar and the support of the truth. Forgive us where we've blended in and we've tried to become like the world. And we wanted the world to like us. Lord, forgive us. Have mercy. Forgive North Carolina University. Forgive Duke. Forgive East Carolina. Lord, we as the church, we in the strongest way condemn what is absolutely anti-Christ, anti-biblical, anti-science, anti-child, anti-life, common sense. 
Lord, we ask you to send an awakening to America. Lord, we thank you for restraining the forces of war, at least to today. And we pray, Lord, that you'll continue to restrain until every purpose under heaven is done in this land. We acknowledge our need, and our need is of you. And we pray, Lord, come, please come, please come, Lord, like you've never come before to this nation and to the nations of the earth where we pull America because we know what's coming. We pull them out of the street from walking across the street as we also pray for Israel and every nation on the face of the earth. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to me, guys. Thanks for loving us. Let's receive our offering, and then Bobby's going to... No, we got a song. Go ahead. You do your song. We receive the offering. We receive it around the altar, too, so just come up, and, um, and then we're going to receive an offering after, too, at the door, like we always do if you've not had an opportunity to give to Bobby and to the ministry. So there are two offerings to look forward to. All right, my man, go for it. The floodwaters are rising up to my eyes and over my head, and the flames of annihilation climb, licking at my feet. To a martyr's stake, I'm bound and tied on the altar like a sheep. Swallowed in blinding smoke, I feel the ground begin to shake. I look heavenward in hope and strain. To hear what you might say As good and evil in pride parades Exchange each other's mask Where is this cattle train going? Who even cares or dares to ask? How long? How long, oh God, how long The righteous remnant is crying out Anti-Semites Prosper under the rule of the evil and proud And deceivers who love not the truth Or have no fear of the Lord Kill off the old, brainwash the youth Murder babies as they're born Men and women at war with creditors Of psychological abuse Their children torn between predators They're taught there are no absolutes Child traffickers harvest their blood for adrenochrome pedophiles. All the sacred borders are trampled in mud. Even our DNA is being defiled. Is there anything sacred here? Is there anything pure? Is there anything left of which anyone can be sure? Can God? Span the gap this far to the wasteland Where we are, every man's death diminishes me I'm not half the child I used to be But somehow still I find just enough will to believe Lord, I believe you can do everything.
Artificial intelligence is overtaking personal will and the capacity for common sense, discernment, and reasoning skills. Either refuse the mark or lose the right to buy and sell, or comply and forfeit your birthright to the dictates and demons of hell. God's word is regarded by the humanist, a foolish fable, a man made myth. They ridicule those who put their faith in it as fanatic delusional misfits who are driven by superstition, hypocrisy, and hate. The accusers claim to be the woke elite, but they're asleep in the jaws of their fate. All the clever inventions of the human mind, like mute idols, deaf and blind, are powerless to save mankind on a tightrope over the abyss he finds. He's lost his footing on slippery lies, carnal cravings, and yet still shakes a fist to God and begs that the mountains fall upon our heads. Stars shaken from the heavens spread like withered leaves in windy flight. Across the moon that turns blood red And the black sun void of light Like the hearts of men growing faint with fear As tidal waves reach the shore And confusion sows the seeds of despair There's no place of escape anymore Is there anything sacred here? Is there anything pure? Is there anything left of which anyone can be sure in God's gap the best is far to the wasteland where we are every man's death diminishes me I'm not half the child I used to be I somehow still I find just enough will to believe Lord, I believe you can do everything. No purpose of yours will be withheld. I see your face through the darkened glass. I know that all these things must pass, but the future glory will forever last once the battle is done. And the Father says, Welcome home, my precious son, you have done well. It's finished, it is done, you have done well.
us in our key rule the streets where truth and justice lay homicide drugs and burglary follow just as the night does the day the eye so familiar with tragedy the conscience is growing numb media lies repeat incessantly until accepted without question to false teachers and circus hirelings with its entertaining tales to spin and vendors of personal prophecy that hardly ever confront a sin it's all about the revenue and tickling ears to fill the vacant seats while congregations are dying and the devil is having a feast as it was in the days of Noah so have we now arrived or as in Sodom and Gomorrah before the fiery brimstone skies pour judgment on the lawless who forsake the narrow path it's like Aldous Huxley's brave new world meets Steinbeck's grapes of wrath war machine station ready sharpening their aim a simple click of the button could blast the world into radioactive flames the horsemen of the apocalypse like thunder pound the ground angels lift the trumpets to their lips preparing them to sound is there anything sacred here is there anything diminishes me I'm not half the child I used to be ah, but somehow still I find just enough will to believe Lord I believe you can do everything of yours will be withheld I see your face through a darkened glass I know that all these things must pass but the future glory will never ever pass when the battle is done and the father says welcome home my good and faithful son you have done well it is finished it is done you have done well by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony and because you have not loved your life even to death you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And because you have not loved your life even to the death, you will overcome. Oh, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. And because you have not loved your life unto death,
Good. Good. All right. Good. Now, that's wonderful. That's a message, man. I tell you, it is high time that we wake out of our slumber, cast off the works of darkness, and get busy redeeming the time. This is not a time to be at ease in Zion. This is a time to wake up. This is a time to stand up and get bold and brave and very courageous. Well, I, I don't want to cause any trouble. We're already in trouble. We're way past uh, sounding the alarm. I'm, I want you to know something. God is crying out. Angels, he sent angels to me on this day of atonement, and they started screaming. I'm talking about angels, 50 feet tall, and they started screaming. Their, their wings sounded like Huey helicopters, and they started screaming, divine urgency, divine urgency. Any pastor that stands and says, everything's okay in our nation, don't worry. Worry! It's time to cast your care upon the Lord. We're in bad trouble, bad trouble. Now, I'll tell you what, uh, God is going to either uh, take us out or straighten us up. We're not going to continue like we are. And I, I want you to know something. Uh, this has happened on our watch, hadn't it? Uh, I'm, I want you to know 2 Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people, which are called by my name, this whole thing is up to us, the people of God. And look, look what's happened. We've, we've murdered millions of babies. And... and, and I don't understand how uh, people could vote for anybody that wants to kill your kids. Uh, and then you say, well, you know, I don't want to get political. Oh, uh, po politics has choked the life out of America. And I'll tell you what we better do. We better understand the White House is not running this thing. God's throne is running this thing. And we better start looking to where, whence our help comes. My help comes from the Lord, which made the heavens and the earth. He that keepeth thee will not slumber nor sleep. And I'll tell you what, God's going to deal with us. He's going to deal with us about a, a double standard life. An un, the Bible said uh, a, a, a man of two minds, two things, a double-minded man is what? Unstable in all their ways. And, you know, uh, we got to take a stand. And uh, uh, this shepherd's rod is when those angels came and told me. And I'm, I'm just read you something. What, we're supposed to operate under that anointing of the sons of Issachar. Had understanding of the times, what the people of God should be committing themselves to. That's what it is. Prophets ought to have that anointing of sons of Issachar. So here it is. I'm going to show you what God's doing. This is what he's doing. This is a shepherd's rod for 2023. And it says in Daniel 7, verses 21 through 22, as I kept looking, that horn was making war with the saints, the believers, and overpowering them. The devil was winning. The horn means anything demonic. It's Jezebel, it's Lucifer, it's Antichrist, it's everything, false prophets, everything. And I kept looking, and the horn was making war with the saints, the believers, and overpowering them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Most High God. And the, here it is. Here, mark this down. And the time arrived when the saints, believers, took possession of the kingdom. I mean, it's time to take possession of the kingdom. We're, we're not just, we're, we're, this is, the, I'm telling you, I think it's probably the most important shepherd's rod we've ever written. 
God wants to wake us up, shake us up. We can't continue like we are. Uh, listen, uh, like I, I don't have the vocabulary to tell you how serious a situation we're in. Our brother was singing about it. One flick of the switch and this thing will be in a nuclear war. I'm telling you guys, and, and you and I have power from Almighty God to change things. The heavens of heavens, that belongs to God. This earth is our responsibility. And we better stand up and start declaring some things. Well, you know, I'm just little old me. No, you're a child of the king. The power of God is in your mouth. Joel 3 says, let the weak now declare I'm strong. Well, you know, I don't feel. No, start declaring who you are. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ. And we're, we're warriors. Well, you know, I, I, you know, um, no, I want us to st- take inventory. Look where we're at. Our money's almost worthless. And I'm telling you guys, you want to see, you want to see uh, calamity and confusion, you go to your bank and the banks be closed. They're already started, hadn't they? I'm telling you guys, we better wake up. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you the message of the hour. You ready? Uh, get the Shepherd's Rod book. Here's one. We've got to start walking in the light. As we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We better get into the light. We've been staggering around the darkness. We've got to get in the light, haven't we? Psalms 119 verse 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives me a grasp and an understanding and a comprehension of the ways of God. I'm telling you, I I looked in the Bible, tried to find every place I could find the word light. I'm telling you, the first words out of the mouth of God was what? Let there be light. The devil loves darkness because he loves wickedness. But we like light, don't we? Yes, sir. You say, oh, Bobby, are you upset? Yeah, I'm mad as a devil. I'm mad at the devil. Listen, I'm telling you, I don't know how to, uh, we need to be shaken awake. And I'm going to show you a verse. Take your Bible. Turn, turn with me to the book of Romans. So, boy, I wanted to hear one of you're okay. I'm okay. Let's don't get, let's don't get overboard. Uh, listen, you know what one pastor said? Well, he said, I've, I've had him say a lot of things. But here's what one of them said. You know, I want to have Bobby, but uh, he seems like he rocks the boat. No, that's a misdiagnosis. I want to turn it over and see who wants back in. Let's don't just rock the boat. We need awakening. We need to be awakened. Here we go. Book of Romans, Romans chapter 13, starting with verse 11. Romans 13, 11, say it. Romans 13, 11, you're going to find one of the greatest warnings in the Bible in that passage of Scripture. Look what it says. Besides this, you know what a critical hour this is. I I want us to take inventory. Do we really understand what a critical hour we're in? I'm telling you, Lord, it's, it's, the Lord will have to show you because somehow we've been lulled asleep. We've been lulled to sleep. Well, you know, I can just take some Valium and I'd be okay. You know, if I smoke some weed, I'd be all right. We've tried to medicate ourselves instead of getting right with God. I'm telling you guys, there's a way that seems right. Ends of that way is the ways of death. Look, besides this, I want this to be a true statement. Besides this, you know what a critical hour this is. It is high time now for you to wake up out of your sleep. 
rouse to reality. Say it, rouse to reality. We're not living in a fantasy. We're living in reality and we need to rouse to reality. The people running our nation are, are I, I don't even, listen, I don't know how stupid they can be. It's beyond conception how leading us down this pathway and people go, oh, well, you know, are you Democrat? Are you Republican? I'm Christian. That's who I am. I'm a child of God. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter whether you're a donkey or an elephant. It matters whether your heart is right with God. And we, we got to cry out to God. Our help comes from him. And uh, listen, this thing is way out of Washington's hands, don't you think? Yeah, it's in our hands now. He's going to hold us accountable. We're the sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're the ones that have been called to, to take charge. That's what it says. Okay, well, let me read it. I'm, say, rouse to reality. If anybody on earth needs a reality check, it's the church. There's pastors that stand and say, it's okay for a man to marry a man. Are you crazy? The Bible says, the Bible says it is an abomination. I had a man once raise his hand. He said, well, I'm a Christian homosexual. I said to him, well, you're confused about one or the other. This Bible you hold in your lap says there, God gave them up to a reprobate mind. When they knew God, they did, they did not call him God, but they became vain in their own evil imagination. I'm telling you guys, but you have to say, well, now, brother, I want to be kind of politically correct. You're a coward. That's what you are. You won't stand up for truth. And we've, we, we've become so cold and so, so, you know, one, there's a verse in the Bible I detested. It says, the, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its ability to function, it's good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men. Oh, listen, we have got to become more salty, don't you think? Well, you know, that won't get it any longer. We have got to put on the whole armor of God. And it starts with the helmet of salvation. We better change our thinking. That's what the helmet talks about, your head. Sometimes I don't know how misguided people can be. We need the scriptures now, I tell people, if you go to the doctor and you got a broke arm and he says your ear's all right, get another doctor. We can't survive misdiagnosis another day. We gotta be, we gotta understand what's wrong. Rouse to reality for salvation. Final deliverance is nearer to us now than when we first believed, adhered to, trusted in, and relied on Christ the Messiah. That verse says this thing's winding up. That's right. Look what it says now. Verse 12. The night is far gone. The day is almost here. Let us then drop and fling away the works and deeds of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us live and conduct ourselves honorably and as becomingly as in the open light of day, not in reveling, carousing. This is for Christians. Act like a Christian. Don't live like the devil. Look what it says. The, uh, the open light of day, not reveling, carousing, and drunkenness, nor in immorality and debauchery, sensuality and lasciviousness, not in quarreling and jealousy, but, oh boy, but clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and make no provision for indulging in the flesh. Put a stop 
to thinking about the evil cravings of your physical nature to gratify its lust and its desires. Put on the Lord Jesus. Dress up in him. You believe God wants us to change our outlook? Yeah, I do. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. So it's, it's time to rouse to reality. You say, well, Bobby, huh, I'm just about to give out. Quit announcing it. Joel 3.10 says, let the weak now declare I'm strong. See, the devil, the devil, I'm, I'm so stirred up. The devil is a legalist. He can only operate on what he hears. If you go, yeah, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just losing my mind. The devil goes, mm-hmm, insanity, let's get him. Yeah. This always happens to me. Uh-huh, an open door for calamity. We've got to quit cursing ourselves with our words. The power of life and death is in your lips, in your tongue. We've got to start declaring what God says. God says, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I can condemn it. This is my privilege as a child of God. Well, see, listen, if we will stand for truth, truth will stand with us. And God, God wants us to get involved in this thing. I really mean that. I'm so glad for you've got a pastor and a leader like uh, Pastor David and Shirley. Listen, I'm telling you, it's bold to stand up here and say, uh, we think the college is insane to want to try to teach these little two-year-old children, well, maybe you're a little boy or maybe you're a little girl. Oh, boy, that's a bunch of perverts. That's a bunch of misguided, demonic people trying to spoil your children, trying to erase their mind. And I'm telling you guys, we're not going to put up with it. We're not. God's going to raise up. And, and if we won't take a stand, God will bypass us. And we'll, we'll have shame. And, and, and listen, I want to see some warriors come. Prayer warriors. I'm telling you, prayer changes things, doesn't it? Our brother was singing there and it says that God can do anything and anything he does uh, can't be stopped. That's Job 42.2. Job 42.2, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are roving to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for a people whose heart is upright towards him. He said when he finds him, he'll fully support all they put their hands to do. God's looking for somebody that'll take a stand with him. The eyes of the Lord are roving to and fro throughout the whole earth. You know what we ought to say today? Hey God, don't strain your eyes. Here we are. Here we are. And, And change our attitude about what's happening. Well, you know, I know it's a little, no, we've never been in such a mess. I'm telling you, but the devil knows it. A a house divided can't stand. A nation divided can't stand. And I'm telling you, we have watched our nation unravel uh, at a speed and a repetition like I've never seen before. Uh, Listen, it it is, just to be quite honest, if it wasn't so tragic, it'd be comical. Hmm? Going to a lunatic asylum and choosing a president. Listen, that's our fault. We ought to demand impeachment. That's what we ought to do. We're smarter than this. We're smarter than this. You say, well, you know, they're educated. No, they're not. They're being led by darkness and deception. 
And I'll tell you, it's an evil, evil force. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're not going to put up with it. We're going to bind it. Lord, you said, whatever we bind on earth will have been bound for us in heaven. And Lord, I want to thank you that you're going to bind all of this stuff that's going on. We need help. My help comes from the Lord, which made the heavens and the earth. He that keeps you will not slumber nor sleep. Now, he's high, he's wide awake. You believe that? So it's time for us to what? Wake up out of our slumber. Rouse to reality. Final salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. I'm telling you guys, you say, well, Bobby, uh, could, do, do you have any kind of comforting words? Let's see if I can find a couple of them. Here we go. i never seen such a big piece of paper. You ready? Okay, here we go. Here's the message today. How to renew your strength. See, the devil wants to wear you out. Daniel 7, 25. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. And the devil will attempt to wear out the saints of God by accusing God to them. The devil wants you to be unsure about what you believe. I, that's what he wants. First words out of the mouth of the devil to humanity was what? Hath God said. He wants to cast a shadow upon the good word of God. All right. How to renew your strength. Here it is, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Didn't you get the memo? The everlasting God. Let me read, I'll read it to you. Y'all want to see it? Turn over there, if you will, to Isaiah chapter 40. We'll start with verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Have you not known? Didn't you get the memo? Your fax machine broke? Phone ain't working? Have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint and weary and to him who has no might. He increases strength, causing it to multiply and to make it abound. Verse 30, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the selected young men shall be feeble and stumble and fail, fall in exhaustion. Verse 31, but these who wait upon the Lord, who expect and look for him and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and the power they shall lift up their wings and mount up, mount up with wings as of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and they'll not faint. See, there's power for purpose. You understand that? Well, you know, how do you increase your strength? Scripture. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We, the Bible says, awake you princes and oil the shields because the deadly foe is at the door. It's time to oil our shield. Taking the shield of what? Faith, whereby we can quench all fiery darts of the wicked one. Well, you know, now put on the helmet, put on the breastplate, tie your shoes and boots on. It's not time to go, well, I'm just some glad morning. Oh, boy, I don't want us to have a bunch of wimps. Well, you know. Listen, you don't tell the devil how weak you are. The Bible said we'll be as bold as a lion. Well, 
No, it's time to roar. Amos 3.7, Amos 3.8 says, a lion has roared in the streets. Who can but prophesy? We, the prophets need to wake up. We need to start sounding the alarm. The trumpet needs to make a sure sound so the saints will know how to rally and, and, and come into this war. Now, the, any prophet will stand before America and say, well, we're doing good. I doubt his calling. We're, 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 in the, we're in the biggest mess we've ever been in, in maybe our own history. Really? That we, people have been seduced into believing, you know, let somebody else handle it. No, nope, it's up to us. We're responsible. Don't you think? Hmm? The Bible said, train up a child in the way that they're to go. When they're old, they won't depart from it. It didn't say, it didn't say anything about sending your kid off to get perverted. Take a stand. Protect your children. I did a study once on the most protective animal uh, on the planet concerning their uh, little ones. You can learn something from animals. Guess, guess uh, after my extensive study of the animal that was the most fierce protecting their little, guess what it is? Warthog! A warthog! A warthog will attack an elephant! Little warthog, big elephant. But if the little piglet is in danger, a warthog will attack, uh, will attack a roaring lion to protect the little piglet. So that was in my spirit one time. And I was doing uh, a ministry. And I said to this dear lady, Ma'am, you look just, you, you are just like a warthog. She goes, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I've been studying about, I mean that you're very pr protective for your children, your family. I, we need a little more warthog, don't you think? Little bitty thing. Run, in, run after an elephant if the elephant's after the little piglet. Well, you know, and I, we got something way worse than the elephant after our children. It's the devil. That's, who after, that's who's after him. And we're going to put him on the run. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. See, that's what we got to do. First of all, we got to resist the devil. Quit watching some of the stuff we're watching. Quit list, listening to some of the garbage we're listening to. And set our focus on him. I'm telling you, Romans 16, 20 said, The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The God of peace. Well, you know. You say, you don't sound like you're in peace. No, I'm not. I'm trying to stir up a bunch of sleepy people. Sound the alarm. That's what the, whole, that's what the angels cried. That's what, divine urgency, sound the alarm. Awake the saints. We've got to wake up. It's high time to wake out of our slumber. Our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed, adhered to, trusted in Christ the Messiah. What are we going to do? we got to take a stand against wickedness. First of all, we got to study to see, we got to take the sword God's given us. Taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the what? Word of God. And then we got to take this mighty stand. Whatever the Bible's for, we're for. There, there's, 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 I've even had preachers, maybe these guys with, uh, you know, these super intellect guys, they go, well, you know, the Bible is just simply man's word about God. It has error. I go, it does? Yes. I hand them the Bible. I say, show me one. There's not one single error in the Bible. 
It's been tried seven times and it's purer than silver. The word of the Lord is perfect. There's no error in it. It's the only document we can really put our faith in. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's my people are destroyed for what? A lack of knowledge. We've got to get into the word of God and get the wisdom of God. I'm telling you. Okay. You say, Bobby, okay, here we go. I, I, I was in a church once, and it, they had built this kind of a, a pulpit thing on the high off the ground like Spurgeon's, you know. And I was wound up like an eight-day clock, and I, I had my Bible in my hand. I had a bunch of notes in my hand. I took a step, and there wasn't a step there. So I, I did about three flips down. And on the way down, the verse came to my mind. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. <laughs> on the way down. I mean, I strung papers all over that place. But anyway, I'll hang on to this one today. It's time to renew our strength, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Isaiah uh, 41, verse 10. You got that one? Can you put it up there? Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not. There is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and dismay, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We better get in the, the spiritual gym and do a little workout with God. Look what he says. He said, I, I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes. I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and uh, retain you in my uh, victorious hand, right hand uh, of righteousness and judgment will be a, a strong arm to you. I'm telling you guys, this battle's not ours, it's his. He's standing with us. We got to take a stand and be bold and brave, very courageous. I like that one. That is Isaiah, Isaiah 41, 10. Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, Arise from the prostration and, and circumstances that events have got you pushed into. Arise and shine. For what? Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. We need to spend time, some FaceTime with God, don't you think? Oh, they got those things on the phone now about FaceTime. Good Lord. One time I was uh, in my study. I just got up, hadn't had a shower yet. I did have my shirt on, thank the Lord. And I, my hair looked like, uh, sort of like Einstein's, you know, it was uh, fluffed out like that. My computer lights up, and one of my friends, uh, Todd White, was on the computer uh, at FaceTime. And here I am sitting there, I hadn't hardly had my first cup of coffee. And he goes, well, hello, Bobby. I said, well, hello, Todd. How you doing? He said, I'm fine. And he said, what's God saying? So I let it rip, man. And then he said, oh, you're on the Arbitron at the uh, Miami Stadium. <laughs> yeah. I thought a, a little heads up would have helped. <laughs> but anyway, worked out good. Do you understand you're on God's Arbitron all the time? We're, we're naked and exposed to the eyes of him in whom we have to do. You can't hide a single thing from God. That's what it says. We're all naked and exposed to the eyes of him in whom we have to do. You can't, you can't continue to be double-minded. Come out from among them and 
saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing. I will be your God. You will be my sons and daughters, declares the Lord God Almighty. Let's, let's look at that Isaiah 60, verse 1. one. Just, just a moment. Y'all, y'all got time? That's sure, Bobby. Okay. Isaiah 60, uh, 1. I tell you, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and qualified me to preach the gospel. That's what we got to do. We got to go under the anointing of God. You say, well, Bobby, no. Uh, We talk like this nearly everywhere we go because the warriors have to be awakened. We cannot let us be a slumbering and asleep during these crucial, crucial times. Galatians 6, verse 9. Galatians 6, verse 9 says, don't lose heart. Uh, you'll find it there. Can, you, can y'all keep up the numbers there? Here, Galatians 6, verse 9. There it is. And let us not grow weary in while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we what? Don't lose heart. That's what the devil wants to do. Get you so aggravated, so uh, exasperated till you go, huh, hey. Hey, well, hey. <laughs> it says if the footmen have wore you out, what in the world are you going to do when the horseman comes? Well, I mean, this has been scrimmage. Well, I'll tell you, uh, that's Galatians. You, you can see it. All right, Galatians 6, 9. Don't lose heart. Uh, I, I don't want us to lose heart. I, I want us to look at the circumstances and, and not go, well, you know, I'm going to act like I don't see it. No, we're going to look at it, but we're going to look at it so we can pray and change it. Bind what needs to be bind, bound, loose what needs to be loosed. We've got to raise up the dread champions. There's a book out there I, I wrote about dread champions. It, it says in, in Jeremiah uh, 2011, uh, I, I'm using the Amplified, amplified Classic, Jeremiah 2011. It says, uh, I'll wait for that. Jeremiah 2911, there it is. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will be forever and never be forgotten. Yeah, I'm, that's right. I was put in the gate code, and the Lord said, I want you to send that verse to President Trump. Mm-hmm. You, ought to read it. you ought to read it out of the Amplified. It said, with everlasting shame, they will remember what they've done. Uh, but the Lord is with me as a dread champion, mighty warrior. So you're not going to battle by yourself. I'll I, I tell you what we need. We need some warriors like David. Remember David when he, got, he carried some cheese sandwiches to his brothers out there on the battlefield? And what happens? There was one big old giant on the side of the hill going, Hey, anybody want to fight? Saul and his army is over there behind the bush going, No, I'm not us. <laughs> yeah. And little David comes up and he goes, Whoa, this, this, this thing's out of focus. And so he said, I'll fight him. Who does this uncircumcised Philistine think he is? We need some warriors like that. David grabbed a little stone and let her rip. I think that's the first guided missile we've ever seen. Smacked him right there, didn't it? Goliath falls. David got the Goliath's own sword and whacked him. Boom, 
See, you go in the name of God, you'll go in victory. That's what, that's what, who does this uncircumcised Philistine think he is? See, that, that's what we need to say to Hollywood and the, the woke crew. Who do you think you are? Well, they're trying to change times and seasons. They're trying to take away your vote. They're trying to take away what you stand for. They want to bring in darkness, deep, dense darkness. But we're the children of light. Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. This is not a time to be vague about what you believe. And if you're with your friends and they're, they're pushing this woke deal, just confront them. So you have no, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And, and, and take a stand. You go, well, I don't want to be argumentative. Well, you're just stating the facts. Now that's a big word, the fact checker. Yeah, that's all you hear is fact checker. There's the, there's the ultimate fact checker right there, the Bible. Forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand. Forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. It's not going to be revised. I'm still mad about this. We had our little first son, and he's 56 now. Oh, Lord. So this is a long time ago. We got the little boy home from the hospital, and he grew up. Pretty, pretty quick. He got a pretty good size. Never stopped that. Still growing. But anyway, one day the doorbell rings. Ding. Now I go to the door to answer the doorbell. And there's a, a man on the porch. And he says, well, understand that you had a, a, a new child. I said, yes, we have. And here's what he was an encyclopedia salesman. That's who was at the door. And he basically said, you ready? Now, he basically said in his own flowery words, you don't want your boy to grow up and be a moron, do you? <laughs> and I said, no, no, sir. I don't want him to grow up and be no moron or even an idiot. <laughs> and he said, you need to buy him one of these sets of encyclopedias. Books about that, that thick and about that tall. For a little kid. But I didn't want him to be a moron. So I bought them. I think we're still paying for them, you know. <laughs> Craziest mess you've ever seen. Boy grows a few years later. Ding, ding. I opened the door. Guess who? I said, no, I've already got a set. And he said, oh, sorry. Those are out of date. They've been revised. You'll never hear that from God about his word. You'll never hear it's out of date. We need it to be revised. Forever, O oh God. Forever. That's a long time. Forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. See, you've got the sword of the Spirit, the word of God that's unchangeable. And we need to learn how to use the word of God against the adversary. Mm -hmm. It says, arise, you princes, and all the shields, because the deadly foe is at the door. The deadly foe is at our door, isn't it? Yep. But we got a weapon against him. We got the word of God, the will of God, the ways of God. Let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify your Father. Joel 3, 8 says, let the weak now say I'm strong. Yeah. That's how you ought to, you ought to get up and talk to yourself in the mirror. You ought to say, you're really something. There's nobody like you. And instead of going, oh, oh. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just always 
exhausted. No. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up like wings of eagles. But see, they keep a, a, you keep addressing weakness to yourself. Don't do it. Don't start prophesying over yourself what God's promised you. And you'll begin to change your attitude. Your attitude will affect your altitude. Yeah, don't, don't go around with, yeah, you know, something like that always happens to our family. No, no, you've been blessed beyond measure. You're in a new family now. Therefore, if any person be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, I want you to know something. We're not going to get off of this. We're going to keep on prodding till we start taking action. It's, it's that knowing what a critical hour this is. If we don't change it, who will? I mean, we're spirit-filled, born-again children of God. And it says no weapon formed against us prospers. I, I want us to start believing that. And every tongue. See, right now, I've had preachers say, now, Bobby, let's don't get into anything political because they'll cut us off. Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, God can broadcast you without anybody's. Uh, TV program. You know what I mean? We're not going to let that kind of stuff keep us from telling the truth about the truth. We've got to tell the truth. Yeah, here's what I think. I think most of the modern day media should be tried for treason. I think you and I will be alive to see most of the people in the White House in the penitentiary. That's what I think. Uh, I know they mean it for bad, but God's going to turn some things loose. He didn't raise us up and bring us this far just to let us go away like a vapor. We're going to take a stand because we're going to have built our house on a solid rock. The winds will come. The rains will fall. It's not going to fall. We're built on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other is sinking sand. But we've got the right foundation, hadn't we? I mean, stay on the rock. Yeah. Well, brother, nope, stay on the rock. Yeah, if you build on anything, Jesus said if you build on anything else, the sand, it'll go. The sand seems to be temporary, don't you think? But the rock is what? Firm. I want you to get in the Word of God and find out who God is and who he's made you to be. We're unstoppable. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That, that's, that, that's almost unbelievable. What does it mean to be joint heirs? It means anything Everything Jesus has, we have equal share to it. That's what a joint heir means. Isn't that cool? And Jesus has what? All power, all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he turns right around and says, as my father sent me, I'm sending you. As he is, so are we in this present world. See, we've lost our identity. Well, I want to get along with everybody. No, you can't get along with everybody. They went out from us because they were not part of us. You cannot try to get like the world to win the world. Okay, don't, that won't work. Anything else, Carolyn, you got anything to say? Huh, do what? See, I don't like preachers that apologize. They mumble out and apologize for nearly saying something. You ought to say what you believe and believe what you say or sit down. Don't you think? See, as a leader, so the people. And so I'm thankful we've got a pastor that's fearless. We've got a group of people that, the grassroots people, you know, I'm telling you, they, they know from whence they've come. And I'll tell you what, 
Philippians 1, 6 is a great verse. Put it in your heart. Being confident of this very thing, he that's begun a good work in us will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's going to finish what he started. He started something good. Salvation's good. Being in the kingdom of God is good. Being a follower of the Lamb is good. See, he that has begun a good work in you. See, don't ever forget from where you've come. We were hopeless, helpless, bound by darkness, and then here comes Jesus. I love this. Isaiah Isaiah says this, said, I waited patiently upon the Lord. He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a solid rock. He established my goings. He put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and trust the Lord. Don't forget what a deep pit you were in. But you can't fall in a pit so deep that the grace of God cannot rescue you. Yeah, and he'll bring you up and change your whole life. And then change your whole family's life. Aren't you glad we're in the family of God? Woo. Yeah, I, I, I like the family of God. There, there's a, there's a, I like the fact that God loves people and can change their life just like that. And I mean what a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came in my heart. I want us to be so full of Jesus, we radiate him. It says about the early disciples, they knew they were ignorant and untrained, but they took notice of them. They'd been with Jesus. It's noticeable when you've been with Jesus. Look at Moses. He had to get a sheet over his face, you know, because his face was glowing. You get around God, it's detectable. Don't you think? If you stay away from him, it's detectable too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Now, here's what I want to do. I want God to stir you up about your responsibility for standing for righteousness and forgive us for how timid we've been. And we've got to be Joshua 1, 9. We've got to be bold and brave and very courageous. Yeah. People go, if I just give it all, no telling what will happen. God will be glorified. Your family will be strengthened. Your whole nation will be redeemed. Take a stand for truth, okay? And try to affect as many people as you can. And, you know, just get bold. Have you heard? Jesus loves you, and he's got a great plan for you. Because most people are aimless right now. You know, what are we going to do? We're going to trust the Lord. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in the Lord. And listen, it says fear not. Don't fear. Fear hath torment, doesn't it? Cast all you care upon the Lord. Here's what Jesus said. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. You try to face all of this chaos on your own. Uh, you, you'll have a, a breakup and a breakdown. Jesus said it this way. Men's hearts failing them for the things they see coming up on the earth. But if we'll look up and start focusing on him, you'll have perfect peace. That will keep him in perfect peace. You can't get any better than perfect. He'll keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed upon him. Trust in the Lord Jehovah, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting peace. Don't, you, don't give up your peace. Now, I mean that because 
Peace is wonderful. Contentment is wonderful. I'm telling you, the Lord, there's, there's a portion in your life, nothing can satisfy but the presence of God. And I'll tell you what, one of the greatest gifts God can give you is hunger for him. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Why? They shall be filled. Okay, you doing well? You doing good? That's good. Okay. Well, I, could, I think if I played golf with you, I'd just whip you all over the course. That sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Golfing. I, I, I gave the, some golfers some in, information once. I said, what we ought to do is go to Walmart and get a cheap club and have a, a chucking club. You, you know, when you make a bad shot, just jerk out your Walmart club and chuck it in the creek, you know. The other ones cost too much to throw away. But anyway, let me, let, I, I'm going to tell you a golfing story after I've, here it is. We were off uh, playing golf against, uh, against another team, and uh, I was down in Florida, and it's hotter than you can imagine, and I put on uh, sunscreen, and the sunscreen started melting, run down my eyes, couldn't see nothing. I was like a mole out of a hole, and uh, here we are. It's 212 yards to the pen, and I walk over there, and I grab up my club, and my partner says, can you hit that that far? And I thought he was testing my manhood. I go, yeah, I can hit it that far. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. That's my guy I'm pray, playing with. My partner said we're playing two other guys. So I got it with my ball, 212 yards over there. Got it with my ball. And um, I hit it. Wham. Boom, it goes up, goes like that, and hits right in front of the green and triples up, just drizzled up to the hole. My friend said, I'd have never believed you could hit a sandwich that far. I said, sandwich? I thought it was a five iron. See, and I couldn't see because of the, see, but I thought I could and I could. What you think can affect your progress. You think you're weak, you'll be weak. If you think you can, decree a thing and it'll be established. Knocked the thing 212 yards and rolled on up. See, I didn't say anything about missing the putt when I got there, but uh, yeah. I took, I went to a pro to take a lesson, and she's a, a lady pro, and she built this little cage for you to swing in. And after about, I don't know, two hours, she says to me, wiping the sweat off her face, she said to me, You're the most stubborn person I've ever tried to teach. She said, it's a miracle you can hit a golf ball. Just keep swinging like you are. My swing is something between a hockey player and a baseball player. But I can knock the ball out of sight. I knocked a hole in a garage door, a metal garage door with a golf ball. I swing a club 126 miles an hour. Yeah, that don't have a thing to do with my message, but I just... Thought I'd help y'all out where you would uh, understand I am human, you know. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? Knocked a hole through a garage door with a ball. It looked like where a bazooka had gone through there. And they, they go, what? I said, what? 
who's going to build a house right there by a golf course? And, but anyway, Carolyn's going, oh, Bobby, don't tell all those stories. But it's going to be okay. I want you to enjoy living. Listen, really, there is no place for you being miserable after all that God's done for you. Be joyful. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Well, brother, quit whining and start praising. Let everything that hath breath do what? Praise the Lord. God, God does something. He occupies the praise of his people. Yeah, you go, well, no, praise him. It'll change everything. Really? Really? I knew a, a fantastic man that had a great uh, ability to write, and he got some kind of a tumor in his brain and started losing his memory. And uh, the doctor said, we can't do any, there's nothing we can do. But see, they do the best they can, but we got the great physician. Amen. And so the, my friend, he'd let his whole family go to bed, and then he'd get in his car and drive to the baseball field. The baseball field is empty. And he'd get out there and, and scream into the heavens. Scream into the heavens about the goodness of God. Not, why did you call me to go crazy? He didn't do that. He just began to scream about the goodness of God. And guess what happened? Tumor dissolved and he's totally normal. See? Praise him. Let your, the high praises of God be upon your lip. It's a weapon. Praise is a weapon, isn't it? And we need to learn how to use it. Why is it a sacrifice of praise? When you need to do it the most is when you feel like it the least. But you need to just praise him. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Listen, it's, it, to be honest, it's fun. It'll change your whole attitude. Yeah. You say, well, how do you do it? Just be childlike. You watch these little children. They, they, they're going to they're wave a flag. Listen, the Bible said, except you become as a little child, you can't see or enter the kingdom. I suspect we'll have to digress to advance. Well, I'm, I'm going to get back up here and pray for you. Here we go. A sandwich, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I put, I'll put. just throw you out a challenge in case you, if I'm, I'll see about going. My wife said, okay. I got some other verses, but I got a whole book full of them. You know, and you know what happens? A lot of times you'll be in a service and you'll be going out and somebody go, do you have a word for me? I go, yes, ma'am, a whole book full. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's for you. Get into it. You got, it's got your name written all over it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I know. Oh, boy. I want us to realize we're in a very crucial and critical hour, but I want us to realize we got a good God. And he says, all things are working together for good to them that love God, who are called according to his purpose. Now, his purpose is for us to be like Nehemiah's day, battling and building. You understand that? Battling and building. That's where we're at. We're building up the kingdom of God, but we're battling and building at the same time. And let the praises of God be in your lip and a double-edged sword in your hand. 
And God's going to show you some mighty things in these days to come. The enemy wants to, he, he wants you to crowns down in, cower down in fear, but nope, God wants you to do Joshua 1.9, be bold and brave, very courageous, stand up for what you know and believe, and God will stand with you. You're not going by yourself. The Lord's with you. Jeremiah, we read it a while ago, the Lord is with me as a dread champion. The word dread champion means mighty warrior. Isn't that cool? Yes, he is. He's a mighty warrior. Don't you ever let anybody portray Jesus as a little sissy prissy. No, no. I'm telling you, he, he's, he was strong, bold, and enduring. You can't suffer the things he suffered and still have the attitude he had. Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they do. That was being, that's while he's being crucified. Wow. Greater love hath what? No person than this than to lay down his life for his friends. I don't know how to tell you any clearer. This book, the Bible, says you are on the winning team. You're on the winning team. There may be some dark, dungeon days, but in the midst of it, he's a friend that does what? Sticks closer than a brother. I want to pray for you, okay? Lord Jesus, we have done sounding the alarm awaking the warriors. Help us to shake ourselves and really come to you. We ask for fresh oil today. We ask for the winds of change to blow across our nation. We need your help, God. You said the righteous cry and the Lord hears them and delivers them out of all of their problems and pressures. And Lord, I ask you, God, to give us a heart to take a stand for you. Lord, we look at what's happening in our school systems and in our nation. Our heart cries out, oh, God, help us. We need your help. And I pray you'll get us to the place where we won't be comfortable in such a mess. But we'll cry out. And you said, cry out. And then, Lord, we want to cry out to you so you can intervene and change us and make us bold warriors. Help us, Lord, to take a stand. I pray, Lord, for wisdom that comes from your heart. I pray, God, for the strength that comes from your hand. Help us to stand and stand. Having done all to stand, stand. Lord, I want us to stand. And I want us to take a bold stand for you. Not for our own notification and everything. But, God, we want you to receive the glory due your name. So I pray you'll awake the warriors and shake us and help us to stand unified against the forces of darkness. And Lord, you are our strength. You're able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ask or even dare to imagine. And Lord, I thank you for the power that is at work within the hearts of the believers. Help us, Lord. I pray Joshua 1.9, we will be bold and brave and very courageous. We will take a stand for truth in Jesus' name. I want you to say, I am... Bold and brave. Bold and brave. I, will I will take my stand. Take my stand. I, am I am a light, a light. Driving, back driving back the darkness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus no, name. Weapon no weapon formed against me against will, prosper. will prosper. I am the head am and, the and head. not the tail. Not the I am above I am and not below. not below. That's who God has made us to be. 
And he that started something good is going to continue it. Thank you, Lord.